Dictionary.com has the following descriptions for the word harmony. Uh, there are many, but I'll, I'll point the ones that resonate with me. Uh, harmony is agreement, accord, harmonious relations, um, concord, unity, peace, amity, and friendship. And I would say that harmony is a good descriptor of a strength of mine. In fact, I've come to know it to be a freaking superpower. But there was a time where I resisted being associated with harmony. It was actually a work situation where in a room of my colleagues, when they learned that harmony was a strength of mine, someone shouted out, fuck harmony. We don't have time for harmony. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about the price that we pay when we are not ourselves. Welcome to the show. I am Joe Italic. My life is driven by one burning question. What would it mean for me if I looked at life through the lens of love? In my pursuit to answer that question, I'm sparking conversations with thought leaders, change makers, and risk takers who are exploring the undeniable possibilities when we look at life through love. It is my intention that these conversations will help you find your own answers to that question too. Welcome to the Lens of Love Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Today we are talking about harmony. <laughs> what a topic, right? Um, specifically, kind of the tagline of this episode is the price that we pay when we are not ourselves. And so I'll cut to the chase here and share the base of the story that has me, that now that I've realized that after, you know, five decades on this planet, that I've really come to embrace a part of myself that I resisted for so long. And it is tied to the word and the notion of harmony. It all happens or started, I should say, towards the end of the 90s. I, if I recall, it was 97, 98 in that time frame where in the company that I worked for, I was privy to being a part of a project team that introduced strength finders to, um, to the company. And strength finders, if you've been a part of corporate America, business development, um, learning and development, just leadership development, etc. I'm sure you've heard of Strength Finders. You know, stemmed from the book. Now discover your strengths. It is an assessment that delivers back to you your top five strengths, also known as your innate talents or talent themes. And it is contradictory, or I should say, it's adverse to what we've learned when we were growing up, right? And when we were always told to really focus on our weaknesses and to make our weaknesses improve, get better at those things and strengthen those. The great thing I loved about Strength Finders is that it identified what was natural to you, what was your natural strengths, and for you to understand them, learn about them, maximize them, embody them, maximize them. Did I say maximize already? Um, cultivate them, nurture them, etc. And so as a part of this team, 
uh, it was time for us to actually learn of our top five strengths. So we came to a meeting in the boardroom. Our jobs were to go around and read our report, which basically listed the top five strengths. And so as everyone was doing that, you know, it seemed really cool. We thought, wow, this, this, this speaks to me a thousand percent. And I would, I could affirm that, yep, that's you're right on, you know, but when it came to me, it was a little bit different. <laughs> so I, I had read my report and I thought it, it was right on, but I, I told everybody my top strength is harmony and almost instantaneously my colleague who was sitting directly across from me, who I was extremely intimidated of because I felt he was just superior. This guy was just intelligent, articulate. His business acumen was impressive. His experience was just ah, aspirational for me. He said, fuck harmony. <laughs> we don't have time for harmony. And then my colleagues, you know, all chuckled in unison like, ha, 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 ha. And I just turn beet red. I could just feel my face like super hot. And I turned to my boss who was sitting right next to me. She just looked at me and kind of nodded like, you know, continue on. All right. So I read the description and I felt like I was even shaking. Right. And I just felt really small. I felt inadequate. I felt weak. And it wasn't a good feeling. I'll be honest with you. Now, the other strengths that I had, I, I, I agreed with. Uh, my number two strength is what's known as connectedness. Number three is communication. Number four is maximizer. And number five is relator. But this harmony shit, what's that all about? Because when you hear about harmony, especially in the workplace, right, there's this connotation that uh, people with that strength do not enter into conflict. They avoid it at every cost. Um, they don't like to rock the boat. They just want to hold hands and sing Kumbaya and let's just all just get along. And it, really, it, it felt like it was just a weak, weak strength. And I hated it. In fact, after that meeting, I went directly into my manager's office and said, can I take this assessment over? I just think it is absolutely off. And she shrugged it off and said, it's right on. No, you can't take the test over. And basically, like, get over it. <laughs> so as we began now to do a road show on the West Coast and start to integrate this with some of the senior leadership teams, you know, pretty soon, you know, people understood and, and knew that I was the harmony guy because I was the only one on our leadership team who had harmony. And it was very rare that that strength came up. So when I was introduced to people, they're like, oh yeah, you're the harmony dude. And I'm like, wow, really? And so the resistance showed up even stronger. And before you knew it, I began to create this unharmonic persona and would just stir shit up because I just didn't want to be known as Harmony. And it was awful. And of course, now in hindsight, right, I look back and it's like, wow, I really just let my mind, my ego, my feelings, my fears just overtake me. And it's okay. I get it. It's a part of the journey. 
But I'm a human being, and that's like, wow, I regret not just being myself. Well, when you have strengths like that, they still show up whether you're resisting them or not. And I would say that the teams that I led in my corporate life were high productive teams, highly engaged teams, and it was harmony, right? That really led it with just me not acknowledging it. And so funny thing that happened two years later, my boss uh, got a promotion and I had a new manager. And one of the first things I did was went into her office and said, hey, can I take Strength Finders again? <laughs> and she said, yeah, sure. Why don't you do that? So I took the test over and I said, I'm going to manipulate the shit out of this. There's no way I'm going to be Harmony again. So as the results came back, like, you know, a week later, um, I noticed that my strengths, number two, three, four, and five, were the same. But my number one strength changed. Like, I did a good job, right? <laughs> and so instead of harmony, my number one strength was empathy. I'm like, what? Empathy? Great. And soon after, uh, there was a position that came open in Orange County. And uh, I applied for it. And it was a sales manager position. And so Strength Finders, at that, by that time, had become culture. I mean, we had, you know, we posted it on our desk, on our cubicles. We put them in our resumes. And when we interviewed for positions, that's one of the first questions they'd ask, which was, what are your top five strengths? And so sure enough, when I applied for this position, the regional president in Orange County asked me, so what are your strengths? And I said, yeah, well, my number one strength is empathy. And <laughs> the question is, you want to be a sales manager? And where does empathy play in all that? And, you know, I, I did a workaround. Rem, you know, remember, communication is my top three. So I communicated well. I could, you know, neutralize, harm, I mean, uh, empathy and really just be a driver. And I so started this persona as like a driver, kind of a slave driver. And in my other positions, like as a district manager who was managing the you know, performance of a district of locations, driving sales and additional loans and an increase in productivity and all those types of things. How the hell is, um, how the hell is harmony and or empathy going to drive that? And so I'll just never forget that when I was on sales calls, so throughout the day we would have, you know, calls where my managers would, hop on a quick conference call, and report their numbers. And if they didn't meet their midday goal, I would just tear into them in front of their peers. And there was no harmony. This is about I was driving results. But afterwards, man, I felt like a piece of shit. And so I would show up or I'd call them afterwards and say, hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> the harmony empathy dude would show up. Or I'd show up at their location, hey, how you doing? I'm here to support you. After I just tore into them and made them feel small. So what is the price that we pay when we're not ourselves? We become someone we're not. We risk relationship. And we risk enhancing people's self-esteem. We risk, or I risk, I should say, 
just being inauthentic. And I really valued authenticity. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a big lesson for me. As I continued to grow and to evolve and to be aware, I look back now and I see how harmony and empathy have been my MO in life. I mean, as a young kid, I was the youngest child in a big family, and I was the peacemaker. There were times one sibling wouldn't talk to the other sibling, but they would come through me. <laughs> and I was the one during the holidays where, you know, there could be been conflict among, you know, the family, and I would want to bring them together. And just jumping through hoops so we would just experience harmony. I see in my work now where uh, I definitely fostered this sense of, um, you know, one, one team. And I had a sign behind my desk that said, unity through diversity, not uniformity. And here I am denying that I'm harmony. What the fuck? And now as I enter into this season of my life where I have made an absolute decision that harmony is a freaking superpower, I'm stepping fully into it. I've made a decision that I want to teach and crystallize and bring to life the power of harmony. And is that is what this world is actually calling for, is wanting and needing and deserving of. And it is not this weak approach to bringing folks together. Harmony is powerful. But what I've realized is it's not just saying pretty and emotional things and trying to just tug at, the, you know, um, at our heartstrings or putting events together where... It's kind of a feel-good type of situation. I mean, those are all nice and everything. But here's what I know to be the deepest truth. That it first starts with harmony within ourselves. When we are in perfect harmony with ourselves. When we can love and accept and embrace every part of harmony. That is when we can now give the world permission to do the same. My boss had asked me, you know, when we took that assessment, she actually went to a workshop shortly after that meeting. And it was put on by the Gallup company. And during this meeting, she learned that my strengths were pretty powerful. And she told me that. She called me from San Diego, and at that time, I was in the Bay Area on an, an assignment. And when I saw her name, I thought I was in trouble. And <laughs> she answered the, I answered the phone, and she said, hey, I, I just got, you know, uh, I just completed the great manager workshop. And I learned that we really need your strengths on our team. And I fully didn't understand them. Will you show up to my office on Monday? I want to talk to you. And, you know, she, uh, she officed in downtown L.A., and... I lived in San Diego at the time. So I said, yeah, I, I'll be there on Monday. I showed up. First thing out of her mouth is, tell me about harmony. Right? How do you see it? Why is it so strong in you? 
And so I said, you know, I said, I hear our conversations in the boardroom and everyone is just going at it, right? Just taking a grandstand and showboating around why they are so passionate about what they feel and believe to move forward. Not listening to anybody else, just wanting to get their point across. And we get nowhere. I mean, you know, and we don't progress. I said, I see harmony as an opportunity to hear everybody and to look at those, but sift it all to see where are the commonalities, where do we agree, where is there consensus? And then we apply that to the strategy. We apply that to who we are and what we want to do on this team. I said, I told her that in terms of music, music moves me. And so when I hear like a four-part harmony in a gospel song, ooh. That touches me like no other. They're singing the same song, but they're not singing the same note. And it is the blend of the differences within that song that bring this beauty that is undeniable. I told her, I'm a Charger fan. That's when, I, you know, when they were in San Diego. And when I walk into that stadium, regardless of anybody's background, their race, religion, their economic status, their job title. We are all together during that moment. One mind, one accord. And it feels amazing. And then I told her, because I was a churchgoer at that time, I said, when I enter the church and I enter into worship, and it was called corporate worship, I'm not looking to the left or to the right. Together, we are looking ahead and above. And there is just something when there is agreement that's how I see harmony. And she goes, wow. And then she explained herself. And she said, this is what command is to me. And she started to say, I'm so passionate about our goals. I just want to make sure that we accomplish what we set out to do. And I just feel that I could lead the charge. But we both agreed that when our strengths run amok, right, when they're too strong, they could be considered weaknesses. So if I'm too harmonic and I don't speak up when I should, then that's a weakness. And if she is too in command, right, where she doesn't listen to anybody else, people will shut down. So we agreed that we would have some rules of the road and we would help each other, right, strengthen ourselves. And it was just a, she became one of the best managers I ever had. And that was a time when I was ready to get my resume out because I thought I didn't fit in. And so, you know, I look back on that now and I say, man, I, I decided I, harmony is my deal. <laughs> Coupled with love, mm, this is what I was born to do. And so with the Lens of Love podcast, I want to continue to foster and to build spaces where harmony can reside. But like I mentioned, it first starts with harmony in each one of us for ourselves, by ourselves. And because if we don't have that unity, we are that fullness, acceptance of who we are, the amazing lights that we bring to the world, as well as the darkness that we've been in, the good things that we like about ourselves and those things we are not proud of. If we're not fully embracing of that and the harmony that it brings our lives, this is just a great idea to start the love wave. But my intention 
is to continue to walk that out in my life on a daily basis, right? Take those lessons, share them, and use that as a stepping stone to help people to really discover how phenomenally beautiful they are as they are right in that moment. That's what it's about. So I wanted to share this today, A, to let you all know that harmony is the real deal, B, to say, don't pay the price like I did, right? Embrace yourself fully. Really know yourself. Understand what your shape is in life. That acronym, what are your strengths or your spiritual gifts? The H is what do you have a heart for? What are the causes that break your heart that you just can't stand? That you're like, I want to speak for these people or for this cause or who are you drawn to? A is what are your abilities? What are those God-given abilities that maybe have been dormant that you're not using because you feel you're not good enough? P, what is your personality? Are you an introvert, an extrovert? Do you like, are you task-oriented or people-oriented? Know that and own that. And then E is your experiences, your education, your cultural experiences, your educational experiences, your tragedies, your victories, your awards, your titles, all of those experiences. When you put your shape together, you will understand you have been shaped to serve this world. And when we see each other for our shapes, and we have perfect harmony within ourselves, that's where we can continue to build and extend olive branches where in the past all we wanted to do was stand and talk about how we are, how we feel, what's important to us, versus pausing to say, now you share the same thing. Let me feel you. Let me understand you. Let me really see what I don't see. This is what harmony is all about. And this is what the lens of love is all about. And this, my friends, is how we continue this love wave. Thank you for listening today. And uh, as you can see, this is a, a special discovery of mine. And it's a time to celebrate for me. I love harmony. I love that about me. And I love that I get to serve the world. Love is the answer, people. To every question that you have in life, it's the answer. Much love. Thank you for listening to the Lens of Love podcast. If today's episode brought value and insight, you can help us advance the movement and the message by doing these three things all at the same time. First of all, give us a shout out on the platform that you're listening on. And then a five-star rating would be absolutely amazing and appreciated. And then lastly, of course, is subscribe to the podcast so that you can join the love wave that is happening across the planet. Now, you can find me on Facebook at Love Joe and on Instagram at Love Joe underscore Lens of Love. And visit me on my website at joeitalic.com. Thanks again for listening. And always remember, love is still the answer.